Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. All right, gang. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. We're in episode number 45. And if you missed the last episode, which was number 44, I strongly encourage you to stop right now, go back, listen to it first, then follow up with this one because we're in part two of some really powerful stuff. Honestly, it's like some of my favorite stuff to talk about because I know how powerful it is because I've seen people experience incredible transformation and incredible results from this kind of information and this kind of teaching. So go back, listen to number 44 if you haven't already. In that episode, I explained how our brain has like built-in superpowers. We discussed three specific things, beliefs, your subconscious, and a part of your brain called the RAS or reticular activating system. And here's a quick summary to bring it all together. Now, again, I think you should go listen to the last episode, but for everyone else that's already listened to it, here's a quick summary. Beliefs are really just thoughts that you keep thinking over and over and over. I like to call them personal internal laws because like laws, they wind up dictating a lot of our day-to-day behavior. And because you keep like mentally going back to these thoughts over and over and over again, your brain sees them as super important and true, even though they may not be true at all. They may be no more true than saying the sky is green. So your brain just ingrains these repetitive thoughts into your subconscious, and then we call them beliefs, and they just become automatic. Voila! You don't even have to consciously think them. Now they're just running in the background all the time. And then to cap things off, There's a part of your brain called the RAS that is responsible for filtering the tons of information that comes at you every single day. And its job is to find stuff that supports the beliefs that you have, even if they're total crap and not true at all. It's going to find stuff to support those beliefs. This process is called confirmation bias, and it happens automatically, and it will continue to happen unless you intentionally stop it. Your RAS will find everything every shred of evidence to validate your beliefs and totally disregard anything that conflicts with your beliefs. So (laughs) you can see how it's pretty easy to stay exactly as you are, believing exactly as you do. And honestly, you'll just get more and more entrenched in those beliefs. Now, here's the thing. If your brain is loaded with great beliefs, like wonderful internal personal laws that serve you and produce the life that you want, then great. (laughs) That's wonderful. This whole process is working for you, and it's a beautiful thing. And you can just turn this episode off and go watch some TV. But this whole thing is a double-edged sword. Because the whole process, this superpower that's within your brain, it can become your biggest villain your biggest enemy that is working against you if there are negative, self-defeating beliefs programmed into your subconscious. Because the RAS, the reticular activating system, it does not discriminate. 
It does not care if your beliefs are good and helpful or negative and hurtful. It simply does its job of doing everything possible to support, confirm, and validate your beliefs. As Dr. Shad Helmstetter tells us, the subconscious brain makes no moral judgments. It simply accepts what you tell it. And that, my friends, brings us to what we'll discuss today. How to retrain your brain, overcome the self-sabotage, and make your success automatic. So how do we take our brain's built-in superpower, harness it, and use it to our advantage? I've got to be honest. I was planning to cover all of that in today's episode. But it's, guys, it's just too much to cram into 20 minutes or less. Entire books and online courses and programs have been created around this topic of changing your beliefs and reprogramming your subconscious. So I'm going to do my best to give you some really powerful tools to provide some of the best stuff I know from working with clients and students, but I can't do it all in one episode. So, drum roll please, for the first time in the history of the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, we're going to do a three-part series. Ah, the crowd goes wild, I know. So, in the last episode... We discussed the subconscious and RAS and your brain's built-in superpower, all those things I just reviewed. Today is all about identifying the specific beliefs that are holding you back. And then, in the next episode, I'll explain how you can actually change your beliefs, change your personal internal laws so that they and your subconscious and your RAS and all that are working for you and not against you, okay? So today, we're solely focused on answering one super, super, super duper important question. What are your beliefs? See, if we want to change what you believe about your body and food and weight loss, the vital first step is figuring out what's lodged in your brain. What do you actually believe? What are your beliefs that are governing and dictating your behavior? That is the question we must answer before you can change anything. You can't change it if you don't know what it is, right? And here's the thing. As you begin to pay attention and you dig deep and you answer this question, oh my gosh, you'll be amazed at how much clarity you begin to have around your actions, your attitude, your emotions, your behaviors, and just your life in general. It's an incredible, eye-opening experience that can truly change your life. So, how do we do this? <laughs> Honestly, I'd love to tell you, oh, it's just as simple as one, two, three, here we go. But it can be tougher than you might think. Because, like I mentioned earlier, your beliefs are ingrained into your subconscious or unconscious brain. Uh, Houston, we have a problem here. <laughs> Subconscious literally means below conscious. So your ingrained beliefs that we're trying to find are basically hidden from you. So how in the world do we go about finding them, right? Well, it all starts with one of the most powerful and overlooked abilities that we humans have. And sadly, so few humans actually use. Awareness. Awareness, the ability to step outside of ourselves and watch and listen and learn 
It's powerful, but it's also incredibly rare. We're all so busy and so scattered. We just zip through our days making quick decisions. Boom, boom, boom. We make snap judgments moving at 100 miles per hour. We very rarely slow down and think. Just think about what's going on in our head, which is kind of a crazy, crazy idea in itself, right? To think about our thoughts, to think about what's going on in our head. And maybe that's why so few people do it. So few people rarely slow down and think about what's going on in their head and why they're feeling the way they feel and why they're making the choices they make. This, my friends, is awareness. If you're going to dig up the beliefs that are limiting and sabotaging you, then you must slow down a bit and begin to watch yourself kind of from the outside, almost like you're watching a movie. And while you're doing this, you must ask what and why. Okay, what's going on right here, right now? What is it? And why? Why is it happening? Why is this person, like you're watching the movie, why is this person who happens to be you feeling this way? Why? Why, why, why? Keep asking why, like you're a scientist observing the situation, just like you're watching a movie, paying close attention, trying to follow the plot and figure things out. But here's the key that so many people miss. Turn the volume up, pay attention, because you can screw the whole process up if you, if you don't catch this. You must do this with zero judgment. See, as you're observing yourself and your thoughts and your choices and your motives and all that stuff that's flying through your head, it is very easy to quickly flip from scientist mode, which is logical, to emotional. And then before you know it, you're judging and shaming yourself for what you thought or what you did and the downward emotional spiral, which it just kicks off. It's, you got sucked into the vortex. And once this happens... The scientist is gone, and the hormonal teenager has taken the wheel, and there is no reasoning with them. <laughs> you know this is true because you either have a teenage child or you've just been a teenager yourself. The entire world is horrible and life is over all because of a cookie or because those jeans seem to fit a little too tight or because of your friend asking if you're still working out and they didn't mean anything by it, but... Poof, just like that, rational, logical thought, which is exactly what we must have to practice awareness and learn and discover your hidden beliefs. Poof, suddenly all of that is gone, and now you just have to ride the out-of-control emotional airplane until it finally lands somewhere, and you're lost, and you have no idea how to get back. So, my friends, bottom line, as soon as your brain flips from logical, rational thinking to emotional thinking, you're screwed. Think about it. We don't make the best decisions or see life clearly when we're emotional. We need logical, scientific thinking to sort things out and figure this crap out. You must catch yourself when you feel your thoughts heading down an often irrational, emotional path. Catch yourself, catch your thoughts, and stay the course of the scientist with logical, non-emotional thought. Remember, it's like you're watching a movie. You're observing this person, which happens to be yourself, 
and you're like a mental detective trying to figure things out. It doesn't matter how seemingly terrible or great your decisions and thoughts seem at the time, you're just observing. Maybe you say, hmm, now that's interesting. And then ask why. But here's the thing. Just using this logical awareness will not magically reveal your deep down beliefs. Like I said, it's kind of tough, right? That's step one. We've got to use this logical awareness. That's step number one. But it won't reveal your deep beliefs. But it will point to them. I'm going to show you what I mean. See, the way you feel and the decisions you make are directly tied to the beliefs that you have. And in the rest of today's episode, I'm going to point out a few really common ones, a few like deeply held beliefs that I see on a regular basis. But please understand, this is not like an exhaustive list. You might have one of these underlying beliefs, or you might have a combination of multiple ones, or you might have totally different things implanted deep in your brain. Regardless, if you'll just be a scientist and practice that non-emotional, non-judgmental awareness, you'll figure it out and you'll find what you're looking for. Okay? So let's jump in and dig in to some common deep-seated beliefs about weight loss and food and our body. So first up, if you sometimes feel lost and confused and overwhelmed when it comes to losing weight and eating right, and we follow those emotions, you might have an under underlying belief that weight loss is complicated. And really, you believe you don't have what it takes to be successful because you can't figure it out. You don't really know what the best thing to do is because it's so complicated. Or if you always choose some extreme diet that's really hard to follow, and honestly, it just sucks to do, <laughs> like it's no fun at all, well, then you might have an underlying belief that it's really hard for your body, like your specific body. It's just really hard to lose weight. So you have to use something like this to get results, which, by the way, is totally not true. And then you may also have this sneaky belief that you need to punish yourself with this extreme, bland, no fun diet because of all the crap you've eaten in the past. It's like you're punishing yourself for being fat and enjoying food too much. It's penance for all of your food sins. Or maybe you just have such a hard time starting a workout or going to the gym and it just all seems so intimidating. Well, of course, of course it seems intimidating and of course it's hard because you have this underlying belief that you're not athletic, that you're clumsy, and that you're not strong, that you're weak. And this can be especially prevalent for females, but for some males too. So you didn't make some sports team in high school and your PE teacher kind of laughed when they saw you run, and now it's forever seared into your brain that you're not athletic and you should just stick to other stuff that you're good at, like reading or baking or community service stuff or taking care of your family, whatever. Anything, as long as it doesn't require any sort of physical prowess. And my friend, like all of the other beliefs, this is total bullcrap. <laughs> but maybe it's different for you. If you feel like, you know, you're just all or nothing. And you think you have to be absolutely perfect with your diet. And then you get emotional and maybe angry or maybe just upset as soon as you mess up a little. Or as soon as your motivation takes a hit and you feel discouraged, then you might have an underlying belief deep down that losing weight 
is hard and it has to be hard and it requires perfection and it can fit. It can't fit. There's no way it can fit into your life. You have to stop life and be miserable to lose weight. And then maybe eventually, if you're lucky, you can kind of get back to life. And if you're not careful, this can lead to a whole new belief that being skinny equals being miserable and being fat equals being happy. And once this belief creeps into your brain, why in the world would, would you want to be skinny and miserable? Nobody wants that. You'd much rather be fat and happy. And we know rationally, logically, that neither of those are true. But once they get deep into our brain, it doesn't make a difference. It still dictates our behavior. Or here's another scenario. If you have a really hard time sticking to any diet and you're always sneaking in a little treat here or there while you're supposedly actually doing the diet, then you might have an underlying belief that you're never going to lose weight. So why even try? Why should you say no to those treats when it's not going to make a difference in the long run? Every one of your attempts winds up being half-hearted because your brain is telling you, it's whispering to you, hey, hey, you know this isn't going to work. Just like the last 17 different diets didn't work. So go ahead and eat those treats because there's no good reason to say no now. This is just who you are and it's just how you are. Can you see how this is such a self-fulfilling prophecy? It's a perfect example of self-sabotage. Good old Dr. Shad Helmstetter sums it up perfectly. He says, your subconscious mind is working day and night to make sure that you become precisely the person you have unconsciously described yourself to be. If you have conditioned yourself to believe that you can't stick to a diet, you can be sure that your subconscious mind will make sure that no diet will work for you, at least not for long. (laughs) And for some people, that is so incredibly true. But if we dig even a little deeper, there's another repetitive thought or belief lurking that you would rather sabotage yourself than actually do this diet perfectly. Because if you do it right and it doesn't work, then you're totally defeated and your worst fears are confirmed. You cannot lose weight no matter what you do. So you'd rather mess up a little here and there and still have at least a little peace of mind knowing that you might be able to lose some weight if you could ever stick to it. It's basically like a subconscious decision to have a willpower problem rather than doing all you can and not losing weight because then you truly are lost. And in your brain, you now have a weight loss problem. This reminds me of when someone says, And we all know these people. Maybe you're one of these people. (laughs) But it reminds me of when someone says, oh, I got a C minus on that test. But, you know, if I would have studied, I I easily could have gotten an A. Really? See, I think that's a protective thing. As long as they don't study, they can comfortably get C's and never face the reality of putting in extra work and maybe not getting an A. They'd rather be thought of as really smart but someone who just doesn't try that much versus trying and then being just so, so smart. Lastly here, um, let's address the elephant in the room, okay? The freaking scales. Oh, the machine that is capable of making or totally breaking someone's day, of making someone feel happy and successful in one moment and like a total confused and frustrated 
failure in the next moment. Here's the thing. If you weigh and you weigh often, multiple times per week, maybe every day, maybe even multiple times per day, then there's a good chance you have an underlying belief that a certain number means a certain something. Deep down, you believe when you weigh 150, that's when you're happy and life is good. So you have to weigh 150. When you weigh 135, you feel beautiful and sexy because that's what you weighed when you got married or when you were in college. When you weigh 175, life is just better and people approve of you and they look at you differently. Or maybe you feel like you need, like you need to weigh 185 because that's what your doctor said is the quote unquote right weight for you. Or you're dead set on getting back to 160 because that's what you weighed after that weight loss challenge that you did like, oh God, it's been 12 years ago now. And man, you really loved how you looked in that one picture from the beach that summer. Not all the pictures, but that one, you really loved it. (laughs) Or maybe you're obsessed with getting under 200 because honestly, you're ashamed. Deep down, you've always thought, how in the world could someone let themselves go and gain that much weight and get over 200 pounds? You've always kind of judged people who were that heavy. And now, you are that heavy. So you're automatically judging and shaming yourself. Or maybe, life just seems crazy and hectic and out of control. And you don't know what to do or how to handle any of it. So you weigh yourself every day because you can control that. Or (laughs) at least you think you can. I mean, heck, you can try, right? Okay, my friend, look, I'd like to make a big promise to you right now. Obsessing over your weight only makes things worse. It causes an unnecessary up and down emotional roller coaster that makes it so much harder for you to do the things you need to do to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way and to actually enjoy the process. And here's the kicker. That thing, that emotion, that feeling, that happiness, that whatever that you believe will come with that magical number on the scales, you can have that right now. I promise you can. If you'll dig into your brain, find those subconscious beliefs and begin changing them. Think about it. It's it's nuts. We amazingly powerful, brilliant, limitless human beings are basically saying that one stupid number on a little machine is going to dictate and determine whether or not we are happy and satisfied with our life. What? Are you kidding me? We're so above that, guys. Come on. We're so much better than that. You are so much better than that. You are worth so much more than that. Don't fall for that lie. That a number, that what you weigh can bring happiness or a better life. You create your happiness and better life now. And the number will take care of itself. I promise. That's what I teach and preach. And once people actually get it, they love it. (laughs) It's a freedom that you honestly just must experience to understand. 
some of the happiest people I know very rarely weigh, and they're not crazy, super obese. They're just healthy, fun, happy people. You can be one of those people, and I'm going to do my best every single episode to keep showing you how. So, starting today, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to use your superpower of awareness to watch yourself and your life and your thoughts and ask two questions. What and why? What's happening in this situation and why? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I about to make this decision? Why am I mad or sad or happy or whatever? Why, 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 why? I encourage you, if it were me, I would keep a little journal so that you can keep track and look back and learn. But remember, 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 for any of this to work, you cannot judge or shame yourself along the way. You've got to be like a scientist, logical and rational, not emotional or irrational, like a hormonal teenager, okay? Can you do it? (laughs) If so, your entire world and life is about to change. Telling you, it's a game changer. It's like you can see the matrix. And if you've never seen that movie, I'm sorry. It's just a perfect analogy. Go watch it. Check it out. It's amazing. Okay, my friend, that's it for today. I'm signing off. As always, I love to hear from you on social media. Shoot me a message anytime. And if you haven't already registered for my free upcoming program called Catalyst, uh, I mean, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? If you like this podcast, you will love Catalyst. promise. So you can look in the show notes or uh, just scroll down um, in your on your phone or whatever. It should be right there, and it'll say register for free Catalyst or something. Or you can go to my website, CoreyLittleCoaching.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage. It should be there as well. And be on the lookout, of course, for the next episode where I will explain how to actually change these beliefs that we're working on finding today. Changing the beliefs that are holding you back. It's going to be good stuff. I promise. I can't wait. Until then, my friend, always remember, there is more to you and your body than what you weigh. And there is no magic number that will bring happiness. So choose. Make the conscious choice to be happy and thankful today, right now. You can do it. And you can lose weight. And you will lose weight. But really, losing weight is about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted. Oh, y'all are the best. Thank you so much for your time today. God bless. Bye-bye.